Welcome to the KLE podcast and the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group. Uh, this is your host, Sean, and this is Sunday. It's a good day to rejoice and a good day to praise God for all things. Um, being challenged today is uh, I was doing some stretching early hours this morning, well, earlier this morning, and man, I pulled something in my back and I ended up flat on my back and now I'm doing some painkillers and hot water bottle and <laughs> just and trusting God to get through through um, this uh, this uh, trial so I would really appreciate uh, your uh, faith agreement with me according to Matthew 18 19 uh, that uh, pain will leave my body and uh, every every cell tissue bone joint, will cooperate with the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus that has set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. And um, and we got some work going on outside my room. So I hope the, the noise doesn't filter through onto the podcast and into the um, audio. Of course, that's why I'm on audio today and not live. Uh, simply because, well, I'm laying in my bed, <laughs> and I don't think that'll look too good. So we're just doing a live audio today. We're talking about, um, but we get, we carry on. <clears throat> we we don't stop. We do what we have to do, and um, we. This the wonderful thing about podcasting and doing these things is that you can do it from wherever you are in the world and and get the message out. We're talking about kingdom of God. We're talking about the keys of the kingdom. And uh, we're talking about establishing government today, um, how Jesus, what Jesus' reply was to the government of the day, um, or what was the, the people were looking for something, but what was his answer about establishing his government? We're going to be looking at um, Luke chapter 19 and what Jesus' answer was. But for the podcast, first we're going to a, uh, a little uh, Advert by my wife, Michelle, for you. So we will be right back. Thank you. Nuggets of Wisdom Devotional Journal. Get the self-coaching devotional journal to discover and practically apply the principles and truths of King Solomon from the book of Proverbs. Every day, read one chapter of Proverbs, answer strategic questions, and write the journey. It will challenge, guide, strengthen, and inspire you to implement godly wisdom in your life and leadership. The book of Proverbs is mostly written by the wisest, richest man that ever lived, contains principles of life and leadership. This devotional coaches you through finding and implementing one principle a day for a month at a time that can and will give you wisdom to prosper you, to give you quality relationships and assist you to make wise decisions in your life and leadership. This is an excellent resource for anybody that would like to take a deep dive for 12 months into the wisdom that God gave King Solomon as written in the book of Proverbs. Get it on Amazon today. That is on Amazon.com. Nuggets of Wisdom, devotional journal, authored by Sean Smith. All right, so let's get on to looking at the keys of the kingdom. Thank you for being back with me right now. 
And we are talking from Luke chapter 19, verse 11 through 27. In the in verse 11 from the Message Bible, it says, while he had their attention, because he had been teaching now, so they were listening to the things Jesus had been teaching. And as they were, they'd given him his attention. And it says, and because they were getting close to Jerusalem by this time, and expectation was building that God's kingdom would appear any minute he told this story. So they had this idea that Jesus was going to establish the physical kingdom of God on the earth. They were looking for a physical kingdom with physical signs, physical you know, wonders of, of uh, to display a physical kingdom. So they were looking for a physical sign of his kingdom being established. And so they thought Jesus was coming to overthrow the Roman government and to establish his, um, his kingdom at this time. So, but he gives them now an answer um, and he shares with them a story but that really ex explains the establishing of his government. And he says to them in verse um, verse 12, he says, And so a nobleman, so he said, A nobleman went to a distant country to obtain for himself a kingdom and then to return. So the, the Message Bible says, that's from the Amplified, the Message Bible says, this. There was once a man descended from a royal house who needed to make a long trip back to headquarters to get authorization for his rule and then return. So Jesus, that's in fact what Jesus was doing. Jesus came to the earth as a king. He didn't pronounce, he didn't announce that and pronounce that to the people because he didn't want them to get the wrong concept of it. He And this is exactly, they already perceived that he was, because he taught so much about a kingdom and the focus of what he was doing, of his teaching, of his display was of a kingdom that they thought that he was going to set. And it's that's why it says they, as they got close to Jerusalem, and this is now at the end of his ministry by this time, and expectation was building that God's kingdom would appear any minute. They thought he was going to establish this physical kingdom because his focus had been on that. And, and that should be our focus as well. Our focus should be that we are representing a kingdom, not a religious organization. Jesus didn't come to set up and his father didn't send him to set up a, a religion or a religious organization. He sent him to establish the kingdom of God. And that's what he was announcing. That's what he was um, showing and delivering to people because he came as a king. And now they're waiting for this physical establishing of the kingdom. But he says, this is not how it's going to work. But first, he was a nobleman that had descended from a royal house, of course, because he was a king. And now he needed to make a long trip back to the headquarters to get authorization for his rule and then to return. You remember when when Mary saw him at the tomb, he said, don't touch me because I haven't yet ascended to your father and my father to your God and my God. So he was still, he actually had um, a time when he had to go back, 
get the rule, he comes back and then he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And now he commissions them, not as a religious, uh, sort of a religious mission. He didn't give them a religious bunch of rules and regulations and to set up a religious institution, which the church basically started to do back in the, in the dark ages somewhere. They started to begin to make the church into this religious organization and go and make disciples became this religious passage, you know, that, that we, we had to adopt. But that's not what Jesus' idea was. He's, it was about representing his authority in heaven and earth and, and representing it on the earth to bring his kingdom to the earth. So um, he had to go back, get authorization for his rule, and then return. But first he called ten servants together, and he gave them each a sum of money and instructed them, operate with this until I return. But the citizens there hated him. So they sent a commission with a signed petition to oppose his rule. We don't want this man to rule us. Interesting the words here. We don't want this man to rule us. Because Jesus came as a man and they thought he would be a physical king, but he wasn't. It, it, nothing lined up with the, what their, ex, their religious expectation was. And yet Jesus was the king that was sent to establish the kingdom. Verse 15, and when he came back, bringing the authorization of his rule, he called those ten servants to whom he had given the money to find out how they'd done. The first said, Master, I doubled your money. And then he said, Good servant, great work, because you've been trustworthy in the small job. I'm making you a governor of ten towns. And the second said, Master, I made 50% profit on your money. And he said, I'm putting you in charge of five towns. The next servant said, Master, here's your money, safe and sound. I kept it hidden in the cellar. To tell you the truth, I was afraid. I know you have high standards and uh, hate sloppiness, and you don't suffer fools gladly. And so he said, you are right. Exactly the way you see it is the way it's going to be. Well, it's not what it says in the Bible, but that's my, my interpretation of it. He said, you're right that I don't suffer fools gladly. and You've acted the fool. Why didn't you at least invest the money in securities? So I would have gotten a little interest on it. And then he said to those standing there, take the money. Um, take the money from him and give it to the servant who doubled my stake. And they said, but master, you already has double. And then he said, that's what I mean. Risk your life, get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and you end up holding the bag. As for these enemies of mine who petitioned against my rule, clear them out of here. I don't want to see their faces around here again. So in, in, the, in the Amplified, he talks about giving minas. And it, he says he gives it to them for safekeeping. And then in verse 26, Jesus explained, I tell you that everyone who has, because he valued his gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given. But from the one who had, does not have, because he disregarded his gifts from God 
even what he has will be taken away. And so the king ended up saying, by saying, But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in my presence. You see, in religion, we, we don't see that authority and that rule of his kingship. But Jesus was giving them this establishing of my government. When Adam, when God commissioned Adam and he said, I've planted a garden for you. Yeah, I give you dominion, authority. I want you to go watch over it. I want you to care for it. I want you to cultivate it. I want you to enjoy the fruit of it, except, of course, that one tree. But I want you to enjoy the fruit of it, but I want you to replenish it. I want you to establish it. I want you to spread it across the whole globe. That was man's commission and mandate. Of course, Adam lost it. Him and Eve lost it. And But Jesus returns at the right time and the perfect timing and the right season, which was when people could understand what rule and government and kingdom actually is, because that's what the Roman government was. All the other empires, all the other kingdoms were conquering kingdoms that would, in fact, destroy, destruct, rape and pillage, and cart everybody off as slaves. But not the, Roman, not the Roman kingdom. The Roman kingdom came to, in fact, establish a culture. They would, they would pervade into the culture with, from the Roman governor that was sent to that territory. He would then have a democratic group of citizens that was called out that would help him, in fact, implement the laws, the rules, and the, and the uh, precepts and the culture of Rome. They would carry out. They were called Ecclesia. That's church. They were called the Ecclesia, and they would then implement and make sure that the governor's representation of Rome would be carried out into all facets of life, into education, into uh, society, into medical, if they had any kind of medical, I'm sure they did, but um, so into education, medical, into arts, into the culture of the day, they would make sure that all was implemented. And that was the time Jesus arrived. So when Jesus spoke about kingdom, and he spoke about kingdom culture, when he, what he was talking about here, they understood clearly what he was talking about. So they expected Jesus to set up this physical kingdom that would overthrow the, the Roman kingdom. But Jesus is telling them a story, and he goes, that's not how it is. I'm a king. I'm going back to get authorization for my rule. And that's where in Ephesians chapter 2, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So he gets, he establishes his rule and his, in his reign. So, um, so, sorry for the... Well, that was interesting. So we had um, uh, <laughs> suddenly lost um, signal, I think, and um, we basically ended up with a, 
we ended up with with um, everything canceling out. So let's start again, and not start again, but let's carry on. Part two, <laughs> man, today is a challenge of um, putting this all together, but nonetheless, here we are. We're going to do it. So where was I? All right. So they were looking at Jesus setting up this physical kingdom, but Jesus, in fact, comes and he's not setting up a physical kingdom. He's setting up a a heavenly invisible kingdom and he's establishing the rule. He, he goes to get that authorization to rule. And now, but in the process, he, he hands out responsibilities in the message Bible. Um, and in the amplified, it's about, it's, it's symbolized with money. It's some, so it, to me, that's interesting because it's not, it's not just that it's some religious spiritual thing. It's that it's in every facet of life. You know, money touches every area of our life. And so the implementation of, of the, the, um, the government of the kingdom on the earth is now symbolized through money. And he, he gives money to people and as, as they are able in responsibility, he gives them the responsibility and he says, affect this into the earth. And so what they do is they trade with it. They make it work and one makes double, the other one makes 50%. But one says, he was the religious dude, you know, he going, well, I feared you and I, I knew you will take what you didn't sow, etc., etc." And he goes, well, yeah, you know, I gave you responsibility. I gave you responsibility, a commission. I commissioned you with a mandate to in fact occupy to bring my kingdom and establish my government in the earth what did you do well i didn't i hid i hid that away and he goes well take it away and give it to the guy that got a hundred percent and they said well he's got a hundred percent and he said yeah exactly and he said because um where is it in verse 25 um I tell you, no, 26, Jesus said, I tell you that to everyone who has, because he valued his gifts from God, he, he valued what he was given, the responsibility, the authority, the, the, the right, the ambassadorial right to represent God. And he used them wisely. More will be given. But from the one who does not have, because he disregarded that, even what he has will be taken away. Don't disregard what God's given you. Don't disregard the fact that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and that you've been called to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. Don't belittle that. Don't undervalue that. Don't be religious. You, you know, is that you've got to you've got to step up into establishing his government. It's in have you noticed, and you know, we bring up these scriptures every Sunday and every Monday, but have you noticed how how clear Jesus is, how clear it must have been to them about what Jesus was actually speaking and teaching and instructing in, so much so that they thought he was going to be setting up a kingdom. And yet he, he was talking to them about another kingdom. And he goes, you are the ones that are going to, in fact, occupy with my government. You are the ones, you're the ecclesia. You are the ones to, in fact, effect the the laws the rules the the um, the uh, precepts the cultural uh, habits behaviors etc you are the one to influence this society with the culture of heaven 
and and one goes, man, I did a hundred percent, and he goes, man, you get you get now authority to rule over towns and cities, in the kingdom on earth. You understand that's not heaven, that's right here. And the other one says, I did a fifty percent. He says, well, you get to rule over five, but the one that said. Well, I headed away because I feared you and I was scared of you as a king. And he, and he said, I, you know, I was always afraid of you because you are a stern man. You pick up what you did not lay down. You reap what you did not sow. And he said to them, well, I will judge you and condemn you by your own words. That's verse 21 in Amplified. I will judge and condemn you by your own words, you worthless servant. Did you really know that I was a stern man picking up what I did not? Lay down and reaping what I did not sow. That was his perception. That was how he saw God. And, and so he said, you know, I, I was une ineffective by that. I said, I never did anything. And he said, why did you not, at the very least, put my money in a bank? And then on my return, I would have collected it with interest. At least, you know, invested with somebody that is doing something. Or you know, or or some, be involved in something where the culture is being extended, where the keys are being implemented and applied, but don't do nothing, don't withhold, don't don't get passive about it. We have to be actively involved in implementing and establishing the government of God in every area and facet of life. We're not talking about church meetings. We're not talking about pulpit. We're not just talking about preaching and getting on the streets, etc. We're talking about implementation and establishing of the government culture of the kingdom of God. Wherever we go and doing whatever we do. And of course, but those that, and, and because the, the religious leaders of that day, they, they weren't interested. They, in fact, you know, they said, we want Caesar is our king. You remember when they were crying for crucifixion in, in Pilate's courts? They said, "We Caesar is our king." What they were declaring is that we we only submit to one kingdom, and that is the kingdom of Rome. We don't want God's God's rule. We don't want Jesus, the man, as king over our life. And he says, "Well, as as for these enemies of mine who petitioned against my rule, clear them out of here. I don't want to see their faces around here again." The Amplified says the king ended by saying, but as for the enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in my presence. So that is the, the end of the story, <laughs> you know, is that um, for those that petition against his rule and reign uh, and his dominion, I asked one, one lady one day called me and she said, um, you know, don't you think that th this is a bit harsh? I said, you got to understand that, that Jesus has declared himself as a king. He hasn't declared himself. He's been proclaimed, anointed, and appointed as king of God's kingdom. He rules forever, and his kingdom extends throughout the universe. As far as the universe is expanding right now, that's his kingdom and his rule is extending and expanding. He is a king. He didn't come to earth as a religious leader. He didn't come to earth, um, you know, to take up some kind of religious position or an earthly political position. 
He is a political leader, but it's monarchy. He's a king and he rules and reigns with absolute authority. And when we reject that rule and reign, at some point in time, he says, bring them here, kill them, get them out of my face. I don't want to see them. Get them out of the way. Because those that will not submit to my rule and to my kingdom have no place in my kingdom. You cannot be petitioning against authority and saying, I don't want his authority. Now, if you listen to the story, this is the story he told them. Does that not focus so much on what Jesus was saying about being a king and bringing a kingdom. That's really what I want you to see. Is he's, he's showing them how he wants to establish his government in the earth. And how he is establishing his government in the earth. Read this again. Take a closer look. Meditate on it a little bit. Because I think we, it, when we contrast some of the preaching about establishing a church... As a religious, you know, Christianity as a religious kind of thing and and the monarchy of Jesus as king of a kingdom and establishing his kingdom government on the earth. It puts it into different perspective. How, how we represent, how we witness and testify about him changes in our approach, in how we to bring this. I, when I read this, I think... This is so contrary to everything that I was ever taught about how to be a witness. <laughs> you know, how to be, how I'm supposed to go out and tell people about Jesus. It, it changes everything. It, 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 there's so much more responsibility. There's so much more of a commission of authority to what I have to do. And when I do it, and I do it wholeheartedly, that's why Jesus said, if you're trying to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you try and gain your life, um, now if you lose your life, you'll gain your life. But if you, if you gain your life, you're going to lose it. Two different lives there. One is is your physical life, and the other one is your um, spiritual life. And you so say if you're trying to gain Zoe life, if you're prepared to lose your 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 physical life, your comfort, your your um, your adaptation to the the current uh, culture. If you're prepared to lose that, then you will gain Zoe life. You will gain his spiritual life. You will gain abundant life. And not only will you gain abundant life, he says he will give you rule in the earth. You'll become a ruler because we are kings and priests unto our God. So I can't deep dive too much into this um, right now, but I really like you to look at this, meditate on it, and think about this as as the establishment of the government of God and how it actually works. All right. So from Sean, thanks for being with me. God bless you and have a super, super week. I'll catch you tomorrow on Mentoring Monday. Until next time.